0: Hey, everybody, you are listening to the Room for Both podcast. We are Nicole and Meredith, longtime friends, who decided to start this podcast to create a safe space to process the gray areas of life. Sometimes we'll have strong opinions, mostly, we'll have a lot of questions. At the end of the day, we want this to be a conversation that leaves room for both for going deep and keeping it light, for funny and serious. Our hope is that by dialoguing in such an intentional and inclusive way, We can learn and grow, and just get a better sense of how much we're all just in this together. Uh,
1: (laughs) She reminds me of West Side Side Story, Story.
0: growing up in Spanish Harlem.
1: Before we get into the meat of our podcast, we are going into our first segment, which we are calling Shoot the Breeze. It's literally the time of the show where we catch up and talk about things we're loving, that we're into, just the light stuff, you know. So we think you'll enjoy this a little bit. All right, here we are. We're shooting the breeze right now. This is like maybe my favorite segment. Wouldn't you agree? I don't I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but what do you feel about shoot the breeze thus far?
0: I really like shooting the breeze. My sister actually told me it's her favorite segment. Is that uh, so? Yeah. Thanks, Natalie. I know. She digs it.
1: Um, we thought we'd do something a little bit different this time. We're as, what is his name? An elf. We're particularly stoked out of our minds about it. Do you remember? Yeah. The angry, he's an angry elf, which I don't like to Anyway. Okay. All I had to say, we're going to take it a little bit of a different route tonight. And it's, Meredith is particularly stoked out of her mind about this. Yes, I about am. This. Because I just, first of all, I've got energy. You know, the mics are on and I'm like, okay, we're up. It's like she literally
0: has been singing. I mean, everything from Disney <laughs> to Christmas music to rap music. Oh, yeah. I mean, in the span of the past... Mm-hmm. Five minutes. We haven't heard JT yet tonight. Oh, um, Just for, for a quick But ever since this mic has been in front of her
1: mouth, <laughs> she has been singing. Living out childhood dreams, everybody. I come from a family of entertainers and us gals around the well I do we entertained our kitchen that's what that's who we entertained if those walls could talk you know so always singing and I just you,
0: thought you also entertained your roommate for the first sure several did. years sure of did. our college relationship that's,
1: do you remember this I do you can take it away from there if you <laughs> like to. it sounds like you want to
0: Meredith used to this is precious by the way oh, she used yeah. to wake up every morning and want to sing praise and worship every music morning. and every morning you did this she would make her cup of coffee she'd sit down at her desk and she would turn on praise and worship music and i think she was trying to be considerate so she would put phone <laughs> <laughs> On, but then she would sing aloud. So every morning, I was awoken not to praise and worship music, but just Meredith's voice singing along to whichever song was going on in so her good. headphones. And yeah. it was...
1: Probably David Crowder at the time.
0: You are my joy. Oh, oh. you would sing that
1: all the Bro-back. time. Bro-back. And Beth, if you're listening, you remember this kid lived across the hall from us, and you'd be like... Make a joyful noise, I guess. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You know, we had just gone to Passion that year, and You Are My Joy had come out by David Crowder. And, you know, in case you guys want a little taste, you want a little taste, the crowd says, yeah. And I'm like, oh, gosh, okay. The song goes (laughs) like this. You are my joy. You are my joy. Sorry, Jeff. That's going to blow the microphone. Every morning, this is what I
0: experienced every single morning. Oh,
1: such good. Yeah, those are good
0: Anyways, I... I derailed us from no. what you're so excited Everything about.
1: Everything is, oh no, it's all it's all welcome here. Oh, I, I'm, I'm just excited because we get to chat, that's all. But um, we, you know, normally we kind of talk about things we're digging or what we're into. And, you know, we never want to sound like a commercial by any means. We're literally just bringing stuff to you guys like, hey, we think you would like this, so we tell you. But tonight, we were reflecting back on some content we had created like months ago when we were first starting to talk about segment ideas and what we're going to talk about during shoot the breeze. And <laughs> we have some fun things written down. So Nicole, if you could be MTV made anything, what would it be? She didn't know this was coming. If I could be what? MTV made. You remember that show MTV made? Gosh, no.
0: I mean, I, I now you know that you concept? say the name.
1: What was the concept? So you could, well, if I recall correctly, you could literally anything you wanted to be, they would take you and, and get you with whatever type of professional in that industry whatever it was for you and and mtv make you so at the end like so let's say you wanted to be a singer you have never had a voice lesson in your life or something right I they get you with the voice code, and then I, don't, I could be bsing this part but there might have been like a recital for you or something you know how there's always a reveal at these kinds of or films? like
0: they'll shoot you a music video yeah, or yeah that's what it was something
1: like that okay. like and you get to okay. be an artist or something like that
0: or well so since it's your question what is this like what would 16 year old meredith
1: Oh, have question, wanted to be. The answer has been the same since I was 16 okay, and I'm give 31. It to us. If I could be MTV made, I would be a hip hop dancer without question. Like street dancer, the whole thing. Like be able to do everything. Like be the most badass street dancer ever. Like step up to the streets, that final scene. Is it step up to the streets? Yes. Final scene where they're da- where they have their um their dance off, their what is it called, sister? You use
0: references. I've got nothing. Within for. the
1: rain, it, I cried at how it I made me. I don't even me, know what this is. Oh gosh, I went to the DelT House afterwards and tried to mock it, mock the <laughs> dance, but I just couldn't. It's just, it's just so much for me. I have such a passion for wanting to dance, and I get, and I just get so in my head that I'm, I, I don't do well. Mm. But that would be my MTV made. Hip now hip that dancer. you
0: say that, and this is probably more like 13 year old Nicole, not 16 year old Nicole, but I wanted to be a killer whale trainer. And actually, my parents got me, like, a trip to SeaWorld to swim with dolphins, and that was the point at which I realized the water is so freaking cold. And I I let go of that (laughs) dream after that. But I thought, and now, like, obviously, there's abuse of the animals, and, like, there's so many other factors that I didn't know about at 13, But I still think it would be so freaking cool oh, to yeah. swim with a killer whale and have it push you on its nose and oh, that—that that so would have been my MTV made. I told, for sure. I can Free see Willy, you doing that. Like oh. I used to after Free Willy came out, mm. I would go. My parents had a big bathroom. At, I forget which house that was. Maybe in Texas. All these mirrors. And I would throw on Michael Jackson on Hold repeat me. and just. I mean. That was my happy place.
1: Nicole, I never knew this. Love me like a mother, mother, and I will be there. Something, something. I will ooh. be. I'm only human. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, girl. I didn't know listen in the this. 14 years of our friendship. I did not know we bonded over Free Willy, that Michael Jackson song. Mm. It was. It's. It's kind of a staple of my childhood. Oh, me too, and, sister. I mean, I will be there. Jeff's <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> telling us. <laughs> Everyone loves my voice. So what are we talking about? <laughs> um, this is where we lose every single listener. Like, if you're gonna sing into the microphone at yeah, me, I cannot I know, be. I know so, they don't need that. I have a question. Whoa, oh, yeah. Jeff's got a question. In
0: Sync or
1: Backstreet Boys? Oh, oh Jeff's
0: question: In Sync or Backstreet Boys?
1: I'll be. I can't
0: believe she I, I was again. no, I know it. But I, I know what for, mine is. I was oh, that, room
1: for both all the way. Okay, room that's two, two. Two. I was a black and white thinker and I was backstreet boys all the way backstreets back all right Wait, i mean i went to the concert why did you take
0: us why did you take us down another musical path? i know it's, it's
1: bad for everybody we let me say this really quickly and then we'll then we'll wrap it up uh-huh we my girlfriends and i in seventh grade that was when i really was at the pinnacle of my friendship and then it really quickly dropped off to no friends land for quite some time <laughs> i just took a sad route there <laughs> but it did. It, was, it was but we all french braided our hair and my mom and Jamie's mom um, took us, we all decorated shirts that spelled out Backstreet Boys. My
0: mom and my friend Olivia's
1: mom. Are, are you going to tell thing? me
0: you went to the concert? Heck yeah. yeah. In
1: Atlanta, it was amazing. It was phenomenal. We went in Orlando. I love that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was... Michael oh.
0: Jackson and Backstreet Boys. What?
1: They were together? No. Oh, I was like, oh, when did I, that happen? I, saying, <laughs> we have shared yes, childhood. I know. Yeah, we do. We totally do. <laughs> Sorry. I know. And honestly, not just Michael Jackson. That specific song, because not no, everyone I know, knows that specific song. Oh. It's What? I don't think... I mean, maybe people do, but Free Willy I guess, wh- its kind of a niche movie, I feel like. Was it? Maybe it wasn't. Sorry. Okay.
0: Not to a Free Willy lover like me. Maybe this is... I didn't know. Well, the, let me ask this niche question. At all.
1: Did you actually get to swim with dolphins? Yeah.
0: I got in a tank in SeaWorld in a wetsuit and swam with dolphins. They pushed me with their noses and Shut they taught me tricks. Mouth. The dolphins didn't yeah, teach me like, here, Nicole. The dolphin trainers taught me tricks.
1: Was it so scary? Like, those things are beasts, and I love dolphins. Oh, I wasn't scared at all. I was cold, but I was not scared. Well, that makes perfect sense. That is amazing. Yeah. You were in, like, a huge A pool. Yeah, yeah, one of the the, big
0: tanks that they do, like, the shows in. Yes.
1: Yeah. Oh, my, Nicole, that scares the crap out of me. That's amazing. I'm, like, bowing down to your bravery. I didn't even consider it bravery,
0: but thank you for that. Like I, I just,
1: it didn't scare me at all. I'm, I might have nightmares. If today. they would have
0: brought in a whale, I would have said, let's do this thing. I would, except, wow. yeah, the the temperature.
1: Wow. Right. You're like, I can't. That is but so I will say,
0: what good parents, they've got this They're kid. phenomenal. Who, cause I was serious about this dream. Yes. Like I said, I want to be in swim lessons. I need to be a strong I swimmer. That. I oh, made a wow. plan sure. for how I was going to get there. I sure. need to study marine biology. This is what I'm doing. Wow. And so for my birthday, they're like, okay, we'll go experience this thing. Oh, and then right afterwards, God. I was like, yeah, no, that that's not for me.
1: Too cold. But that <laughs> is really, honestly, <laughs> so tender.
0: Okay. So I'm looking at your list of questions and I like this one. Tell, tell us something funny that happened to you this month.
1: Oh, you're talking to me now. Oh, yeah, I'm talking to you. Oh, I thought you you were, like, asking yourself. Who would I be talking I thought you were were reading the question and then asking (laughs) yourself and going to answer it yourself. Okay, I'll tell you the story. You know this, but... and, And some people who follow me on Instagram might know this, so bear with me if you've already seen this, but... Oh, I forgot about this. Oh, yeah. This month, I was... Yeah, sometime this month, I was in Jacksonville at a Whole Foods, and... Just recently, I've decided that I need to get back to my Texas roots and start wearing hats because it's cool, you know? So I was wearing a hat. I had on blue jean shorts and my Birkenstocks and a, I don't know, a sweatshirt because it was cold inside and my backpack on. And I was working from there and going to get the hot bar and I'm getting my hot bar stuff and whatever. I'm leaving the hot bar area and a mom and her daughter are starting to shop at the hot bar. The daughter's probably mm, four and a half, five years old. Mom says to me, hey, where do I pay for this stuff? I said, oh, you go over here. I kind of explained the Whole Foods because it's a lot if you've never done the hot bar thing. Little girl looks up at me and says, are you a boy or a girl? <laughs> and I was taken so aback. It touched a very um, deep place in I'm my laughing soul.
0: now because yeah, you've told it oh, so yeah. many times yes. and you're like more
1: comfortable with yes. it. But I, I cannot even imagine. Uh-huh, yeah, no, I. um, mm-hmm. So I literally turned to this four and a half year old, and the four and a half year old and me said, I a girl." <laughs> Shit, you not. That is how I responded. And I'm a 31 year away. old woman. You just turned around. And I kind away. of. I'm not going to lie to you, and I'm, this is not for the sake of exaggeration. I physically remember my shoulders slouching forward, like, hmm, like I a girl. Like, can't you see it kind of thing? Like, just, just like, please look at my face and my, my body. And I, I don't have hair on my legs. Like, I am a girl. Anyway, it was a little bit defeating. Um, <laughs> so and like as if I don't have a complex enough about this damn melasma on my upper lip. I'm like, well, okay. Now a four and a half year old kids don't lie. Thinks that I look like a Hits man. Kids are brutal. Yeah. I'm Hits like, are brutal. oh, okay, cool. I was already feeling masculine about my face. Thanks kid. Anyway, <laughs> that happened to me. Nicole, what about you? I don't know that this is really funny, but I, I
0: was recently at, just last week, I was at a, a work, like lake oh, yeah. house event, and I decided I would try water skiing. And I mean, when I was 13, I lived in Florida. Lots of oh, friends yeah. had boats. I could get up after one or two tries sure. on a wakeboard, on, a, on water skis. No big deal. I tried probably eight or nine times with my colleagues in the boat encouraging me. And every time I wipe out and then they're like (laughs) to give me tips and they're like, your legs were too far.
1: <laughs> oh jeez, which is just awkward. <laughs> it's awkward trying to watch them get up on skis, and then it's your coworker. And, and I, re- so- I reached a point that finally I was able to keep my legs together like they told
0: me, and I got to like a squatting uh-huh. position. So I actually had made it up the oh, boat. Yeah. Sure, the boat is. Dragging me, Uh but I reach this moment where I realize my quads are just way too weak to get from a squat (laughs) from a squatting position to standing up. You're just riding in a squat. I just rode in a squat.
1: Until I gave up and just said, Which, you guys, it's not going to happen hysterical. for me. I can see it happening. <laughs> and honestly, that's a quad work item of itself. Like sitting in that I, deep sister, of a I quad. I was
0: so sore the oh, next day. It. You would think that I had gotten up and ridden around the lake. No. Believe I had just attempted to water ski and I felt... Like I had done oh, sure. a triathlon or oh, something sure. well, the next that's, that's day.
1: No, that, I can literally see it in my head. A little bit humbling, you know. Sure. Well, nothing is more humbling than not being able to get up on water She's I don't care who you're in front of. People are on the boat like, you can do it. And then by try four or five, they're like, you got it. It's good. You're great. And you're like she just uh, like goes, yeah. or like, like eventually time, like. That's okay. Yeah. Like you tried That's hard. Exactly. Like there's like <laughs> your pride is there, and they want to honor your pride. Like, yeah, if you want to go again, you can. And well, it's and I even like, oh.
0: like I I tried three times, and I was like, you guys go because I was the first one out. Totally, I was like, you guys go ahead. The two colleagues behind me got up like it was like it's the easiest thing in sure. the world, right? And then I made some comment because there were it was all men and just two of us women, and <clears throat> my colleague. Um, the other female, I was like, you got to at least give it a shot. Like, we can't let this be the story right. that all the men got up and, like, yeah. the, the women couldn't do it. Right? And she's like, oh, no, I'm fine. And so I was like, I'm getting back in and I'm getting up, you guys.
1: It is a battle <laughs> of pride. It is. Like, like that's hysterical. It didn't happen for me. Well, you got a good quad workout.
0: I did. Thank you for that. And I need it, apparently. That is so funny. I got I, I I to get back into in yoga, you yeah, know? Yeah, that's
1: amazing. Yeah. So... Oh, that's good. Sis, (sighs) that is good.
0: Now we're going to move into the more meaty part of the show that we're calling Processing Out Loud. This is the portion of the podcast where we're going to dive into topics we've been thinking about or wrestling with and really just invite you along for the journey. Hey, friends. Nick here. Mira and I are, I guess, just cognizant of the fact that you've been on a little bit of a journey with us um, as we've been digging into the topic of immigration and now as we're going to unpack our experience at the Families Belong Together Rally. And I guess we just wanted to assure you that this space we're creating isn't always going to be around hot button issues. Um, And at the same time, this is a really authentic view into the conversations that we've been having recently um, and the things that we've been wrestling with today we were at um the families belong together march or rally and it brought up a lot of questions for us a lot of thoughts and so like most processing out loud segments will be it's really just us entering in a conversation together to unpack some stuff mm-hmm. and, and ask some questions of each other and explore some areas around this topic
1: together yeah. i mean literally we its it's interesting We had planned to talk about something else. Mm -hmm. And as we were leaving the rally, we're like, no, we, this is fresh for us. Like we just started talking like normal friends do just processing like what that was like for you and what our thoughts are around. it. we thought these are the conversations that we want to be having, but like we wanted to intentionally put this on the podcast because these are the kind of conversations we feel like. Maybe some of you want to have with your friends and it feels dicey or unsafe or like, oh, or too heavy, quite frankly. And, or like
0: um, you don't know enough yeah. to have a conversation around it. And that is the last thing we want to be, you know, right? like we can come with our questions. We can yeah. come with our naiveties. We can come with our misconceptions. Yes. And not that we aren't trying to grow, we're trying to yes. learn and we're trying to grow, but let's show up as we are and talk about it.
1: Yeah, that, that's what it was. It was like this is this feels pressing in our spirit right now and this feels like an appropriate podcast topic um, because of the topic itself, sure, but also because, you know, part of the thing that we want to do on this podcast is... is <laughs> This is going to sound so teacher-student, and please hear our hearts in this. It's not because we think we just have it down, but it's to model what safety and a friendship can look like, yeah. quite frankly. So um, anyway, as we were leaving today and just, man, just sifting through the things that we saw, um, mm-hmm. just thought, you know what, we're going we're gonna to save the other topic that we were going to bring up or that we were going to discuss tonight. I think it
0: was great going to this rally today, mm-hmm. um, and I think there's some things that we really want to unpack after yeah. being there.
1: Yeah, I, you know, for us, this issue is hugely important. For us, it is a human issue, right? And... Um it's don't separate families in detention centers, right? Like don't separate mommies from their babies or daddies from their babies or husband. Like, just and it's great that that's that's a point that
0: we've all been able to come together and agree on. It's
1: it's easy, right? Like, right, of course. Right, don't put kids in cages or in detention centers or prohibit siblings from hugging in detention centers. Um. Yeah, and it was really interesting being at the um, rally today because there's so much togetherness, right? There's such a sense of like faith in humanity that we can move forward together, that we are all part of this beautiful picture, this tapestry that says, you know, not on our watch. We want Familias unidas or how sí. unidos or unidas, golly bless it. Um it's like hace mucho tiempo. Familias unidas. Las familias yeah, anyway. Um all that and to say
0: people of all backgrounds yes. and honestly it was great for my stereotypes to be challenged yeah. walking into that rally and seeing people of demographics that maybe I wouldn't have expected to be there, which is my own prejudice. And it was a great reminder of like, get off your high horse, Nicole. Like, yes, there are middle-aged white men who are here and who care. And whatever other stereotypes I had, as I was walking into the rally, it was this great sense of hope of like, look at how much we can come together. Um, And I think you and I also both struggled with some of Um, the signs that we saw that took it to a point that it demonized the other side or what I guess those people would consider the other side. So it was both this beautiful sense of hope that we're coming together about something that we think is really important. And I think you also saw stuff that at least for me felt like we're going just as far on the other side to demonize the other side.
1: Yeah. It's a practice in dehumanization and reducing people, even people that you abhor yeah. and disagree with and one out of office. Yeah. Like the, it's I, I would submit that there's nothing wrong with the righteous anger you are mad on behalf of these families you yeah. are mad on behalf yeah. of what's happening like I can get in a place of rage real quick yeah. and indignation real quick yeah and I can get judgy and critical and quite frankly, like when I absolutely I
0: absolutely was devastated the day that I woke up and found out, actually, I didn't wake up. I I was on a flight from Denver to London the night that we cast our votes, mm-hmm. got on a plane. Mm-hmm. And when we landed in Heathrow, I found out that Donald Trump had won the yeah. election. And I was physically oh, like, yeah. Jeff had to give me space because I was devastated. And so I can at the same time admit that mm-hmm. I don't feel like this person should be in office, right. but I also have to really challenge myself and I would challenge all of us to recognize that Donald Trump is a child of God. Yeah. I just don't think there's any benefit in us demonizing each other. Like, yeah.
1: It's, it's mm-hmm. you know... <laughs> demonizing, dehumanizing. We are taking away our common humanity when we do this. And it just, I think when Nicole and I were seeing these signs, like some of us were like so beautiful. And actually do you have some of them that are, I do. Um, she's going to, we took some pictures today, but some of them were just accosted you a bit that, you know, they're it's F F Trump. Um, I'll spare your ears on the podcast, but F Trump, um, you know, there's one, read some beautiful ones, but there's one in particular that was written about Trump that I just thought, oh my gosh, this, we just can't be doing this. And this I don't even want to give it airtime, you yeah, know? Yeah, you know what, that's a good word. Yeah. That's a good word.
0: But what I would say is, can we all Can we all just think about, I think we need to have these, the, we need to show up for stuff yeah. like this, and yes. we need to fight for things that we believe in yeah. and I think we need to watch ourselves when it comes to this whole aspect of dehumanization yes. and it can happen easily so in easily. our anger. So yeah. Easily.
1: Well in dehumanizing and, and, and how easily we place higher worth on people for certain things or, or less worth on less worth on people for certain things and um, qualities that they have. And it's just so easy to put, you know, devil horns over Trump yeah. or Jeff Sessions because of actions that they have taken that we would submit, I would submit, are abhorrent. And we can have those. Yes, we, we can, can have hold those, those feelings. Views. We can hold space for that. And I can hold space for my friends, dear friends who voted for Donald Trump without going, I can't, bol-. it's like, how can I? I also get to respect them. I can and need to hold space because we all um, have reasons for the way we're operating like I don't get to I don't know that I get to judge somebody for that action can I ask questions can I hold space for curiosity yes but when it turns into judgment and I'm placing worth on them as a person as a result that's a problem with my heart Mm -hmm. not their decision and who they voted for this
0: reminds me of the book crucial Conversations. oh yeah
1: I know you've mentioned that before
0: yeah actually my whole family read it um, because we like within just my nuclear family and our spouses, we have people with very different sure. um, political viewpoints, religious sure. viewpoints, like you name it. We've got <laughs> we've got it all. Yeah. And in the past, we've sort of struggled to talk to each other in a respectful way. Like especially me, I'll get heated mm-hmm. and or just like leave the room sure. or like oof, I can just get to that place where it's like, this isn't helpful for anybody. Mm -hmm. And I feel further away from you as a family member than like the intention of this conversation where it started was to try to understand, but wow, I'm so beyond that. Mm -hmm. And I think it was, we all, we try to go on a a family vacation like every year, every couple of years when we can. But I think it was this past year, we were staying at a cabin in the Georgia mountains and my dad and I started talking about um, race Hmm. and we actually had a pretty healthy dialogue for a, to a point. <laughs> this is always how it happens, right? And we sort of reached a tipping point, and later my dad um, was sitting down with my brother and me, and he said, which I think was great, he's like, I don't want to just talk about the weather with hmm. you guys. Like, yeah. you're my family. Yeah. And if we can't talk about this stuff, mm. like what are we doing? Yeah. You know? Oh,
1: so good. And
0: so it was that, like maybe six or eight months later, my brother read Crucial Conversations and he texted it to all of us and was like, I really think as a family we should read this book.
1: Nice, man.
0: Um, yeah. And so we did. And I think the biggest thing, and, and it was cool, I actually was in town with staying with my mom and dad the weekend that my dad finished it. And so just for some context, my dad and I are probably furthest apart, pol- at least politically. Sure. Um, and then my mom and I are pretty similar. My brother and I are probably furthest apart religiously. So anyways, there's some sure. dynamic, but my dad and I have definitely struggled, especially around politics, to dialogue in a healthy way. Hmm. And he, his biggest takeaway from the book, he's like, I realized that sometimes I enter conversation and I become so fixated on winning mm. or debating that I lose what you just said, that sense of curiosity of like, this is somebody I love. Mm-hmm. This is somebody I respect. How, how do I have some curiosity for like, yeah. how is that your viewpoint? Like, help me understand because we obviously sure. approach this very differently. Sure. Like, like, um, Protecting that dignity of a family member or yeah. close friend to say like I I love you and I respect mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. help me understand how you've arrived there and to have genuine curiosity. Yeah. yeah, um, and it has been it's just been awesome to see how it's affected the way that we dialogue with one another. And I think, yeah, uh, I guess that's all I'll say. I'll I'll put the book in the show notes. It's a great book. Uh, I think it's useful for business context, family, friends, whatever it is. But I, lo- I just love that notion of, like, having curiosity and yes. respect for each other. And starting starting there, like you said, even for your friends that you... Uh, like, I have people in my life who voted for Donald Trump, which is a decision I cannot understand as a woman sure. and as a person of faith. And, sure. like, everything that I believe, for me, it feels like indirect opposition. And I'm just... I'm going to sure. be blunt about that. Sure. I really do. And it's really hard for me to understand how um, somebody who values women, mm-hmm. um, somebody who is a follower of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it. It's yep. hard for me with, yep. from where I sit to yeah. understand how you could have cast that vote. Yep. And mm-hmm. I I need to approach conversations with the people in my life yeah. who did. Yeah. Genuine curiosity of like, yeah. I know you and what you value. Mm-hmm. Help me understand this. And maybe I still won't but let's stop demonizing each other and let's
1: yeah. stop saying you're just an idiot right. or you're just, you know, or how could you using very loaded language? I like, how could you, what were you th- like, like one, like some, I read a sign today. I'm sorry to give it airtime, but it just reminds me of this moment. Have you no shame? It's like, okay. It's just very like, and I, I'm guilty of this, left and right, all the way up. What is that? Yeah, phrase? let's not pretend that we're yeah, not. Oh, oh, gosh. Like, it's like, I can say this all day long in the comfort of a safe relationship, but that's the, well, really quickly, that's the beauty of safe relationships, right? Like, we can say this and air this so that we can practice healthier mechanisms or talk through healthier mechanisms so that when the next challenging conversation comes up with a friend or family member, we're like, okay. I at least remember talking to my dear friend Nicole about mm-hmm. what it looks like to hold curiosity in this moment. Yeah. Okay. Now I've at least I've at least broached that it's in my yeah. brain, right? And um, I don't I don't want
0: to I still think there's such a place Yeah, to be a strong advocate totally. for the poor or yes. for the oppressed. Amen, or, I don't sister. I don't want to sugarcoat that because I That's strongly believe that and yep. I'm not saying that we need to dance around those topics. Right. And I think we need to bring more dignity. We need yeah. to recognize all of us. Yes. Whether I don't care what side of the political spectrum or religious spectrum, wherever it is you sit, yeah. let's take a minute to, uh, even today, like when you said namaste to me, let's, <laughs> yeah. Let's. what does that mean? The light
1: in me sees the light in you. Yeah,
0: let's honor the light in each other yes. and let's start there. Yes.
1: Even, even when it's hard. Even well, here's the deal. Even when it looks like there is no,
0: even when we've convinced ourselves there is so no light.
1: It, so this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Luke Gifford said this in his podcast. We and he was talking about, if I recall correctly, the being a hunter of your own darkness and so going inward with yourself. It is, I'm telling you, is Ooh. powerful. I'm telling girl, they were preaching a <laughs> word. Anyway, but what I what I'm hearing, what I'm saying is, or what I'm trying to get at is even when we can't see the light in others here's what we get to remember mm. and this is this is what i'm tying it back into what luke said light is as dark to god there is no dichotomy that is not a dualistic thing light and dark one and the same baby so if i don't see light in donald trump even the darkness that i see but both are equal to god so i still get to practice looking at Donald Trump as a child of God, a broken individual who I wildly disagree with and have trouble not hating most days. And yet that is a reflection of me and my insecurity and, 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 and insecurity in a way that's like, I don't know how to unpack insecurity just yet. So I'm going to table that. I've got some work to do around that, but it's basically what I would submit is it's a reflection of me. And, um,
0: and him,
1: I'm sorry. Yeah, but sure, sure.
0: I think it's both. He, he ignites I think a little it's bit, both. sure. But, but are we ever really going to evoke the type of change that we want to see in our country if we're not starting at a place of dignity and respect yes. for everybody's humanity? Yes. Full fucking
1: stop. Totally, totally.
0: I. I'm yeah, that's so interesting. Like I promised myself I wasn't gonna drop an F bomb tonight. It's but I, you know,
1: it's a fullness of expression. It's honestly it's a fullness of expression. So Oh
0: sorry, all Dad. All is
1: fair. I know, all is fair. Um, <laughs> Grandma. I think what it is for me is that I wanna be it's so interesting the way this conversation is taking a toll, but this is the beauty of it, right? Like or t- a toll, a turn um, for this. It's taking a toll too. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> I think for me, what it comes down to is, yes, can Donald Trump make me so mad and can can the horrific, in my opinion, this is my worldview, um, acts against the way that these asylum seekers are being treated when they come to our country after having done—I mean—we we have heard stories about people doing things the right way, leaving their country under horrifically strenuous, stressful circumstances, having to leave at a moment's like notice in the middle of the night, like fearing lives, for yeah. their lives and the lives yeah. of their children. And they get here and they're put in handcuffs. Does that make me so angry? I could—I I don't even know what to do with my anger. Yes and 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 here's what i believe about what i think could be true for me as i continue to unpack my own emotions as i continue to get to know the lord more oh gosh that was very christian of me to refer to him as the lord <laughs> um haven't done that since and like, him you know, yeah and Counter days <laughs> i um i as i continue to show up as a fully defined self what I'm saying to myself is what would it look like Meredith for you to be appropriately indignant but not so moved that your spirit just shakes all over the place when Donald Tra- Trump says something offensive or when something happens again like I want to be at a place where I'm so grounded in God in in the in the I don't know in in my it's hard to say these things cuz I and I honestly don't I have trouble trusting the God's at work with what we're seeing happen and the stories that we're hearing. And yet, how can I get to a place where I'm so rooted that, to use a Chronicles of Narnia term, that Aslan is on the move, that I go, I get to have righteous indignation because you're on the move and you've asked me to be on the move with you. Mm -hmm. And I get to choose an appropriate type of anger and not one that is demonizing to others it's demonizing to donald trump or to people who voted for him that also might happen to be family and friends like how do i practice this well
0: the groundedness one example that really challenged me after the election there was a duke professor who was i think she was on a podcast i can find the episode because it was so beautiful and so challenging I think it was the day after the election. She was with her students. I think she's um, a professor in Duke Seminary. You sent this to me. Did I?
1: It was and, on the liturgist. Didn't and they interview she her? spoke
0: about it beautifully. And as crushed as she was, and her entire class was, or the majority yes, of them, yes. they prayed yes. for Donald Trump and his administration, yes. and for because to them that was. The Christ-like thing yes. to do. It was the next and
1: best step.
0: Yeah, because if we can't be rooting against him right. at this point, we have to be rooting for. And I, again, I'm not saying sugarcoating the things sure. that we believe are.
1: I hate to use the word wrong, but Abhor- Well, I'm I'm getting fiery. Abhorrent. It's like okay, Mary. Yeah. I know. Um, Unload the gun. But yeah.
0: To me, that is an example of what you're talking about of like, what is the grounded approach to this? And how do we how do we set an example and a standard um, to just approach this from a grounded way and, and not take. The low route, or the, you know the, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, the
1: low-hanging fruit, which is so yeah. easy to take. Because it is. It is. Mad. It, it is. feels our anger feels good. It feels righteous. It feels like, well, how could you not be with me? You're not, if you're if you're not with me, you're against me. Type of mentality. And Brene talks a lot about that in the um, Brave in the Wilderness book. But uh, to me, I would say grounded. I would say rooted. I would say the the concept that I'm learning a lot about now in counseling is living from a principled place. Mm. And so it's less about reactivity mm. and just being able to observe what's going on and then to respond appropriately from a principled place, not from... In terms of knowing what are
0: the principles that ground you?
1: Yes, your mm. principles. Your mm. principles. You got to... Eat. Hello. Hello, Nicole's toe. <laughs> you have to get defined, or you get to, rather, get defined as a person, figure out your principles, what you're living from, mm. and respond... As a defined whole person, not as a reactive, um, insecure, untrust—like even mean—I got mean. Yes, and it, where's that coming from? Yeah, Do you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And so, one thing I want to circle back around to when you talked about holding space for curiosity for other people mm. whose maybe voting decisions just flat confuse you, right? Or you just disagree with, or I not you, I disagree with whatever, right? Is holding curiosity for yourself. You know, one of the things that my counselor oh, D says, okay, well, what's God teaching you about you in this? Huh. It's like, okay, so what? If- I've got yeah. a lot of words. Yeah, exactly. Do. It's like, okay, thank <laughs> you for the conviction. Here's your eighty dollars. I gotta go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I it's it is what how where how can i hold curiosity for what's coming up in my body about this where am i feeling anxiety am i reacting here okay i probably am what's that coming from it's coming from fear for me that's uh, my personality can
0: i ask what is god teaching you about you Mm.
1: (laughs) Mm. (laughs) that's such a good question well the first thing that comes to mind is that I care about this issue? Like God is showing me, like this is still a beat of your heart. Mm. Um, and I'm I'm walking closely enough with the Spirit, really pulling out all the I know, language wow, tonight, yeah. To to have <laughs> my Spirit pricked when I see signs that are just so filled with messages that are just against i don't even want to give hate enough credence but they're just against and it doesn't yeah it doesn't feel constructive Mm. it doesn't feel constructive like when we're all together and we're chanting together we rise it's like yes amen yeah and when it says forward when i see signs that say forward together i'm like yes together yeah and Families deserve to be together. Yes, Yes. those are things I want to herald and champion. So, what is God showing me about me? I think uh, this isn't profound, but it's obvious, like that I deeply care about the issue and kind of along those lines of walking with the Spirit closely enough to know, like, okay, there's a there is a way to do this that can be constructive and helpful. And honestly, I'll say it as a person of faith hmm yeah okay i'll tell you what god's teaching me right now i feel like i Give just it got a to little us. Insight. wow yeah i saw it in your face oh gosh yeah like okay lord i hear you i feel like what he's asking me is do you believe i'm still good in the midst of all this in the midst of learning mm. about a seven-year-old being separated from her mom mm. living in a detention center a- apart from her mom they have no clue when they're being reunited mm. do you believe that i'm still good oh gosh like that's what he's mm. like literally in that moment i'm not trying to be all like Like I'm a medium, but I just, Mm -hmm. in that moment, it's like, here's the reflection for me because I get, I'm like, okay, what do we do around this? What do we do around this? And I'm like, I I am failing to remember that there is a mysticism and there is a, I'm going to call it a spiritual mysticism. There's something that happens that is outside of us. Like God, I do, I have to believe, otherwise I'll go crazy Mm -hmm. that God, Aslan, however you'd like to relate to him is Mm -hmm. still on the move. And if he's not... I don't even know what to say about mm. any, of it. he yeah. has to be mm. quite frankly, I'm holding his feet to the fire. I'm oh, like, she has you, to be, you, yeah. she, yeah. He, she, <laughs> amen sister, all of it. He and she, Yeah. he and she yeah. have to be, God, um, has, to God be. has to be, God has to be the divine has to be on mm. the move. And, um, I get to choose that even in this re- remarkable amount of pain, this, I admit, I don't even have words in the English language. I mean, we literally saw a
0: family, a, a family, um, their parents, mm-hmm. five kids mm-hmm. whose dad is facing deportation mm-hmm. again. Um, and the little boy, he couldn't have been Probably older eight. than, yeah, I was thinking, I'm, I stink it. <laughs> telling what ages kids are, but I was thinking six, seven. Sure, this that, yeah. little boy standing mm-hmm. in front of his dad, and then as his mom is telling us their story, he's just crying. Yeah. He's just fighting back tears yes. the whole time because yes. he's listening to his mom talk yep. about the times in his life that his dad wasn't in his yep. life, and and now the realization that his yeah. dad probably won't be in his yeah. life again. And it's like, a, yeah. I I couldn't not. I mean, when you say heartbreaking, that's the type of heartbreaking that we're talking about is exactly. the face of a little boy who is, is going to lose his dad probably and doesn't know when they'll be yes. reunited. Yes. It's, and that's just one story.
1: It's incomprehensible what these families are going through. The fear, the having to live in the shadows, I know. The, I, I, I just, all of it is too overwhelming to I me. Know. And here's the challenge that I feel like God said, not just, do you believe I'm still good in the midst of this, but like do you, do you believe, like, I believe his heart is torn up about this. Mm -hmm. And I can say that because mine is, and I'm made in his image. Like I believe it absolutely is. And I don't think, well, I don't know. I don't know what, I'm going to say this and I don't know if I believe this or not. It's okay. Or I don't know if this is the right word to say this, to, to use it, to describe it. Okay. I don't think he's overwhelmed by it, simply because he is. I, I my my view of him is that he is omnipotent, and I don't mean I, I don't mean to say, well, oh, he's got the whole world in his hands, got all under control. No, it's a real shit show out there. Mm-hmm. I, I and yet mm-hmm. I still believe in his sovereignty. So I don't know. That's that's the mystical thing for me. I'm holding those two together. Mm-hmm. I'm like. I don't know if you got the whole world in your hands, Lord. It's, it's horrific out there. And we're just talking about one facet of immigration. Just one and one And one particular subsect of people. Yeah. We're not even talking yeah. about, you know, the Syrian refugee crisis or anything yeah. else going on in the world. Like, or any what, of the other number of issues. Oh, totally. Like, yeah. what? Can you can't possibly have the whole world in your hands. And yet there is this mysticism that even if i can't understand and i'm not just saying this to like reconcile my heart like well just you know put her there kid and you know you can god's in control it's all gonna work out i don't know that it is i don't know what is and yet god is asking me i feel like in this moment do you still believe that i am good even in the midst of this Anyway, that was a long-winded way to answer your question. I, it was great. So that's that. What do you feel like, can we can we flip the tables back on you as it relates to immigration? Yeah. And what you saw today, what, guide, what you feel like God's teaching you about yourself?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think I've been learning this for a while now. I, there was a book that I read when I was in college that talked about, um, there's different seasons that a lot of people go through. So this was I was studying church leadership, mm-hmm. right? Because that was the path I was headed down. Um, which maybe you don't know about me yet, but I was I was headed down the path of uh, wanting to go to seminary. Heck of
1: a pastor, heck of a preacher. That's <laughs> what it is. Not path. preacher, communicator. Um, yep.
0: That is not the path I ended up going down at all. But <laughs> that was where I was headed when I was an undergrad. And I remember I was in a church leadership course and um, I read this book. I don't even know remember what it was, but essentially the author was talking about how we, we tend to go through different seasons in our life and sometimes we are in the pew, hands raised, sure. praising God. Sure. Sometimes we're... Um, at the front serving communion, Mm -hmm. sometimes we're outside throwing rocks at the window because we're indignant. And like, that's the season that we're in and not from Um, a faith perspective, but I've been feeling that way. Um, Politically, I've been really overwhelmed and, engaging if i'm being honest engaging at the macro level has been exhausting and overwhelming totally. to me and it just feels like i don't even know where to start right now totally. and i think i've been learning that it's okay for me to have that season mm-hmm. and what i've been trying to do is just get really micro yeah. i don't i still believe that there's work for me to do and there's work that i'm being called to but i'm in a season that it's exhausting for me to even consider doing that at the macro level. And so instead I've been trying to engage at the micro Mm -hmm. level. Um, And that's actually how I met um, Sarah. She she, runs a hospitality home for immigrants who are being released from detention centers. Mm -hmm. She runs a visitation program Mm. um, where she and hundreds of volunteers visit um, detainees. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, I think I'm on a, a journey of like living in the micro level and just trying to engage in each human mm. that I encounter mm-hmm. around this issue or different yeah. issues. And that's kind of all the only place I can exist right now. Totally. And I'm trying to just accept that and not put to totally. pressure on myself for anything else yes. right now.
1: And the freedom to be able to do that and to not feel like, oh, I've got to hustle because it, because here's here's what I do. Here's my... And this is what I mean by living grounded and from a place of having to trust that God, it's like for my own mentality, I have to trust that God's still in control, whatever that means. Even if I think he's not at my core, I have to, I don't even know how to put language around this, but like, let me say it this way. I don't even know that I can give myself freedom to do that because I think, you're the it's it not all enough. depends on you i'm overly responsible for ah, so many things i uh, think if you don't call, call call congress members who will if you don't rally the troops who will if you don't tell people on social media which who will? is a
0: great i think i mean yeah I it's, a, it's it's a, it's, it's a both great and. to a point sure. yeah i think it's great that we recognize and man we've gotten really religious tonight which but it's a it's, a, it's, it's a okay. part of that's yeah uh, that's part of our worldview but like What I was going to say is like, I think it's a good thing for us to recognize that we are the hands and feet of Jesus, if that's who we believe in, right? right. Um, No one else is, right? right? And that doesn't mean that God isn't still moving in mysterious ways and big ways, but a big way that God is moving is through
1: us. We are the co-creators of this stuff.
0: Yeah. And so Partners. I, I think that that can be a really healthy thing totally. to feel. I think like anything, it can cross a line totally. of you feeling too much responsibility yes. and too much
1: unrest, yes. quite frankly, yeah, over responsibility and unrest to the point that my soul, I'm, ap- I'm operating out of fear yeah. and insufficiency yeah. versus a- out of a place of Abundance. sufficiency and principled yeah. living and going, mm. okay, like Aslan is still on the move, even if I can't see him. And like, what's my role in this? I don't, I'm not going to be overwhelmed. Take a nap. Tonight. Yeah. <laughs> even if I need to take a nap, even if I don't call a Congress member, we're all like, yeah. Okay. Like mm. it does, the whole world doesn't fall on you mm. and you still get to co-create, but figuring out what that is. And one of the ways that we can stay involved, I think mm-hmm. is continuing to show up with each other and have these conversations. So I don't oh, know absolutely. what that looks like for folks, but like, maybe that's, Maybe it's just finding safe people where you can sit on a couch with a good cup of tea like we are right now (laughs) and show up for yourself, show up for the other person and just unpack these big issues that, whether you agree or disagree, you can at least have someone safe to where you can say something that might sound dumb in your head and the other person's not even faced by it. That's, yeah. that is it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that sometimes is, is the next right thing to just stay aware and to stay connected, stay connected, stay connected, stay connected. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think I've been, I've been thoroughly Brenéed since even our, <laughs> since even episode one. I mean, I hadn't been Brenéed fully then. I was, mm. We were talking about vulnerability, but golly, mm. this in the Wilderness book is wrecking me in the best way. I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. Brené, you heard this. I mean, she is, <laughs> talk about preaching a word. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Bringing it. So yeah. this concept of being connected in this, I think too, like, how can I remain soft? Towards people who hold signs that I find I'm like eye roll inducing. Oh my god, that's not helping. Like, how can I even remain curious about them? How can yeah. I create space for them and to yeah. see that they are scared and hurt? Um, I, somebody was saying on a podcast. I think it was the Typology Podcast. Ian Cron. Um, it's an Enneagram podcast. In case you're not familiar with the Typology Podcast, um, whoever you might be, whoever of you might be listening to this, but um, talking about how a lot of people, because the sixes have a, a are driven by fear how and there and there's so many of us in the world yeah. that it's you guys unf- are the most common we're the most common how it's unfair and and how rampant it is that we are preyed upon that our oh, fear is preyed upon yeah. so people reacting even politically I just yeah. wonder how many of us are sixes believing the hype that that you know we can't overcome evil with good you yeah. know what I'm saying I don't yeah. know
0: I don't know yep no, I totally know what you're talking about. I totally know the episodes you're talking yeah. about. And it's fascinating to think about because this, um, and we haven't talked about the Enneagram. We will. But but because a personality type that is more prone to make fear-based decisions mm-hmm. is actually the majority, yeah. a lot of advertisements yes. and politicians, they prey upon that. Yeah. Or they, they appeal to that yes. fear sense yep. in you to try to get you to buy their thing or vote the way that they want you to. Totally. It's really interesting.
1: It it is. And so even just that awareness is super helpful.
0: So where do you want to leave this discussion?
1: (laughs) We belong together. We belong to each other. We are image bearers of the divine of God. However you would like to qualify that we are, as Brené says, inextricably connected and we get to express the beauty in that it's an opportunity it's an invitation daily i know it sounds so lovely <laughs> in a beautiful denver loft with a cup of tea and a couch and when you actually are faced with it it's like what um yeah i can get messy uh, extremely messy and extremely loaded ain't charged is a good word for it um and this concept of still showing up anyway because of the connection that we share as human beings, I think, is is um, I don't know. It's just something that I'm trying to become more mindful of. So I'm not going to speak for everyone, and maybe it you know speaks to you, listener. Um, but for me, I'm like, okay, we're we're connected. That's Cheers it. to
0: that, sister. Now it's time for yes and the part of the show where we unpack our so what moments. If at any point during this conversation, you've had the thought, yes, and now what? This is for you. So, (laughs) in the spirit of talking about righteous anger Mm. and in the spirit of, uh, I don't know, just bringing it up a little bit since I think we got pretty deep, um, I think we should talk about the embossing story.
1: In the yes and. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. We're gonna and bring then, it back and up. And then we'll get to our yes. That's good. And. No, I like yeah.
1: it. Yeah. Oh man. I think we need this. Okay. <laughs> I will tell my side of this, my yeah, recollection okay. of it, because mm-hmm. I know you've got it. You've got it better. Actually, you start. No, I know, I'm and on I'll, your side. I like this. My like side this. is that. Okay, so it's was was freshman, freshman year. year. We're obviously roommates. We're new
0: roommates because this. This wasn't that far into our roommate journey, right. I don't
1: think. So it was getting kind of late. Ah, okay. No, I want to hear your side. I want. Well, I don't remember details that well. Clearly, because I was the perpetrator. So. I don't know if everyone knows what an embossing pin is, but this is back in the day when scrapbooking was like all the rage, and I think I was making Scott something for oh, you
0: were for an anniversary and anniversary
1: something uh-huh. very sweet, and uh-huh. it was just Super that girlfriend, sweet. yeah, Super sweet. so intentional. <laughs> and um, the guy I babysat for at the time was all into scrapbooking and let me use her embossing pin, which basically, if you, if I recall, it's like it's a, uh, you use some kind of glue or liquid or glitter or something and this pin mm-hmm. it's like it heated it up it went eh. <laughs> yeah so you have to turn it on for every little letter to let that dry basically mm-hmm. think of it as a hair dryer for your glitter glue, glue. glitter glue mm-hmm. but it, for a
0: sweet scrapbook yeah, for your
1: boyfriend yeah yeah <laughs> at, 11, I, at 11 p.m yeah, at yes. or later so I started this project and I'm not even thinking about how long and this is something that happens to me a lot not even thinking about how long this is going to take I'll start something and I uh, get so focused and so I'm on the ground of our, uh, the, the ground, the floor of our, of our dorm room. Well, ours was pretty big, actually. Those are pretty nice, That's but true. I'm with That's you. True. Either way, smaller. it's a, it's a, uh, it was, it was a dorm room. We were there. I'm on the floor. I'm all spread out with my craft and I'm, I'm asleep I'm, in I'm, bed. Yeah. I'm yeah. doing something with each individual letter. So it's not just like a quick, mm, it's like a mm, pause, 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 mm, pause, pause, pause. I mean, this mm, went on forever. Hours, a couple hours at you least. Guys, hours, Nicole. So I remember I felt so bad, but I remember I don't know that I just had the. Aw- I think you were in the zone. I was in the and zone. You didn't feel bad until I until I grabbed oh, yeah. my
0: comforter. <laughs> Talk about righteous that brown anger! Comforter. I grabbed my comforter. I gave you a nasty uh, look and I shot out the door she did. and landed on the floor of our friend Sarah's <laughs> and. <laughs> Yep. I don't think I don't think you came after me that night because I, I didn't. I, it was like you this just was like,
1: bad. What just yep. happened? Yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. It was, uh, yeah. Since then, I've really tried to become a little more considerate of others and think about how my actions affect <laughs> other people. But and I've tried to use my words. That's that's okay. Room for both. I like that. Like there's the, there it is. But it I just yeah. It, that's the thing about college, man. You learn like. How to not, when you're living with someone, you have to like know starting a project at 11 o'clock at night that has uh, uh, as the kind of noise, like that's oh, not helpful to the person trying to sleep to get up for class so the next good. day or just sleep. So, so good. oh man. Yeah. That was a bonding moment. And yeah, an initiation for your moment, scrapbook
0: and for us, an
1: initiation <laughs> moment. And oh man. Oh yeah. Bless it.
0: Okay. I needed that. Yeah. I really did. Thank Probably you the listeners did too. So tangent. What's your
1: yes hand, Mare? Yeah, I think what I'm walking away from this conversation with is the concept of holding space and trying to, like, what I want to continue chasing after and what I am and and doing some work around, and thank God for Professional who's helping me with this and for an amazing group that's helping me with this, but, like, I want to start and continue working on what it's like to live from a principled place so that I am not reacting. Mm. Even with people who I staunchly disagree with, even people that I'm very confused by, that Mm. I judge for their choices, Sure. um, how can I just hold it loosely and respond? Or not, whatever the situation calls for, but instead of reacting, but to really engage. If I'm going to engage, may it be done with curiosity and Mm -hmm. gentleness and... um, with a healthy response when one is you know, required or needed. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of my yes and.
0: I like it. I think mine is probably, I wanna keep immersing myself in the stories of immigrants and refugees. Mm. Um, yes. It's been good and healthy for me to immerse myself, whether that's through the CASA. Yeah. So yeah, I think it, whether it's through that or whether it's mm-hmm. through books and i I've I've actually looked up several that I want to read, and I can put those in our show notes. Um, both refugees and immigrants. Yeah. Um, that's something I want to continue to do because yes. I think it it continues to ignite the fire in me. The more I stay connected to the people and their actual stories, it is igniting a fire in me that honestly I know I know I said I meant this very micro place, and I think that that's great and that's okay. But it honestly is igniting something in me that feels a little more ready. Like mm-hmm. even, even just using something like ResistBot, which my friend Tiffany yeah. introduced me yeah. to. Yeah. Um, so yes, immersing myself in the stories and also figuring out those right ways to engage, given where I am, um, not to overwhelm myself because I don't feel fully ready. Sure to really engage at the policy level although I, it's so important I'm not minimizing right, that at all right, it's so right, needed right. it's so important um, so my yes and is that yeah I dig it um, can I just say it's been so great having you in Denver thank
1: and you it's been yeah. great having me in Denver too <laughs> I agree it's been so good it's been so good oh gosh I love this I love this and I can't me wait too. to come visit in London when you guys are there oh my gosh it's gonna be fun Thanks for listening to the Room for Both podcast. We're always open for feedback. So if there was something that you resonated with or would like for us to discuss, please visit roomforbothpodcast.com or find us on Instagram at Podcast and drop us a line. And also, while you're at it, would you do us a solid and rate this podcast so that we can eventually pay our sound guy? guys just trying to be my true self don't make me feel like you don't make me feel anything i choose to to accept Mm. the narrative and i don't need to choose my foot's asleep oh well